give yourself a time limit on when you are allowed to, 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 you know, to drown yourself in sorrow. But I was very diligent. I worried about money twice a month when I had to pay bills. And then I literally shut it down mm -hmm. because I could not be a mom, a single parent, raise my kid, uh, try to, you know, get business with that in my head all the time. Yeah. So the drowning in a puddle is is also the um, the backbone, not the wishbone, the backbone that you must build to say, obviously, there's something larger at work. And, and you will relate to this. I always believe the people that I work with have been activated. Only somebody who's been activated even knows what that means. And the activation isn't presented to you on a velvet cushion. <laughs> Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Lessa Logan, Pilates instructor and fitness business coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world, and the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends, action brings clarity, and it's the antidote to fear. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. Hey, be it babe, how are you? Okay, get ready. You're gonna want your notepad out. Like I'm not kidding, you're on your notepad out. I want you to make sure that you are listening where you are. If you're driving and you can't have your notepad out, listen, but remember, like make a mental note. You're gonna re-listen to this. So you can make, you can actually write these things down because my guest today, Beate Chalette, is unstoppable, incredible, is going to help you go from overwhelmed to awesome. And, and I, um, honestly, like didn't want to stop talking to her. I really, uh, hope to have her back in other capacities. That's how phenomenal she is. And especially ladies who are listening, like you are going to love the tools she's going to give you from her own experience in this world. And I am already like thinking how I can practice them because, oh, it's like, it's, you're going to hear it and you're going to go, yes, hold on, rewind. Let me do that again. So, Without further ado, because I just want you to get into this, Beate Chalette is our guest, and here she is. All right, loves, it's here. OPC Summer Camp. You know that thing we started last year? Well, we're doing it again this year, and we're making it bigger and better than ever because we have teachers from all over the world, which means all day long you can nerd out with me at Camp Zoom from the comfort of your own home in your favorite Pilates workout outfit without having to get bugs or dirt or weird camp food that's like some weird slaw. No, you can have the amazing food in your own home. You can be whatever clothes you want to be in, and you can join us all day long for whatever workouts and workshops you sign up for. In fact, you can even do a whole day pass and save the most money. In fact, up to 56% off if you buy the day pass. So go to opc.me slash events to see the full schedule and lineup of events. If you only have access to a mat, we've got plenty of stuff for you. We've got Reformer. We've got some happy hip Reformer with you. We've got so many amazing things. You can go to opc.me slash events to see the whole schedule, all 14 teachers, and all the goodness that's going to happen at Camp Zoom. And I'm your camp director. Woo! All right, be it babes. I have an incredible woman here for you today. She has done some amazing things like worth bragging about. So I'm sure we'll get into it. But Beate Chalette is our guest today. She's an incredible strategist and has done some wonderful things in this world. So Beate, can you tell everyone who you are and what you're rocking at? 
Yes, uh, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. And my name is Beate Schillet. I am known as the Growth Architect, and I work with visionaries and thought leaders, help them to grow their authority and scale their impact. And what that means is that I I rock the piece that a lot of people don't want to rock, which is everything is like, how do we do this? You know, the strategy, how do we build the systems, the workflows, the blueprints? Um, how do I get from this point, you know, the red dot on the subway map that says you are here to your desired destination in a city you've never been in. I so I love this so much because um if you think about like kind of like running a business, like the three main pillars, right? You've got like the visionary, <laughs> you've got your ops and you've got your entrepreneur, the marketer, salesperson. So many people, the visionary part is easy, but then they're like, how? And that's where you come in. You're like, don't worry. <laughs> I can help you break that down. Did you like is that something you always knew you were going to do or like did is that a long journey along the way that Leanna do here? How did that happen? It's interesting because I started out as a creative and I want, you know, I, I have a photography degree. So that's really my only degree that I have. And what I found is that it was really easy for me to set up the systems and the processes, procedures. And then I became photo editor at Elle magazine. And I'm like, well, this is this is this is easy. And so I, over time, realized that the stuff that other people couldn't figure out, it just came natural to me where I was like, oh, yeah, like as if that's a problem. All you have to do is like follow these five steps. And then everyone says, how did you do that? And I'm like, did what? And uh, so I realized that I have a knack for, for taking complex and often daunting things and breaking them down so people can understand it and then follow it and then implement it. So I love that you, thank you for sharing this story because I think a lot of times people don't often think they have a skill set that, but they're not recognizing that the things that come easy to them do not come easy to others. So here you were, this accomplished photographer who happened to be really good at systems and just probably thought like everyone, this is just like normal. Like <laughs> it's like what everyone can do, but really no. <laughs> You are right. I think that is a really important thing to point out for your audience, because a lot of times, you know, there's a reason behind that. So you think about it, like when we go to school, uh, our entire education system is set up that you go in, you learn existing information. If you can retain and regurgitate existing information, you get an A. And so you keep going through that your entire life. And then your teacher says, you are an amazing writer. And my gosh, you know what you know about history is so beautiful. And I mean, you, you you know, the whole history of the world's amazing, but you're terrible in math. So sorry, but now I'm going to terrorize you for the rest of your school education life with something you don't like, you don't naturally good at. And I'm going to destroy your confidence and self-esteem that you cannot master something that's completely not innate to your uh, to your skill set. So when we go into our real life, right? We entrepreneurs, we work in an organizations, we want to have a career. We have this so deeply ingrained in ourselves, Leslie, that when somebody says, gee, you know, you really, uh, you really struggle with that. Instead of then doing what I call, pull out your unapologetic value proposition. And when somebody says that to you, what you should be doing, you should just laugh out loud. 
You say, oh my God, is it that obvious? Well, that's why I'm so good at X and X and X and X. And that's why I should be doing that. Because you know what? On our team, Leslie is so much better at this than I am. Let's just agree to give it to her so she can shine in that and I can shine in my own. Oh in my goodness. I'm so sorry to cut you off. But like, y'all write that down. Because I think when, when someone calls out what we already know we're not good at, because as you said, it's been ingrained in us. <laughs> then we, then we, we're like, oh my God, they saw it. And then we just shut down. But really it's like, exposed. Oh, oh my God, is it that bad? <laughs> Here, it's probably what, cause I'm so good at these things. It's like, what a great way to like highlight your strengths. And also like, like pat yourself on the back where like, it's nobody should, it, you're correct. The way that our education system is that you have to be smart in all the things. You can't be at the top of the front row of the graduation thing unless you got an A in all of the classes, which just means you're like, you know, life and no creativity. You're just memorizing all the time. Yes. I, I like that you pointed out because I think this is like the number one thing, especially for women when they're burning out, is that this relentless pursuit of perfectionism of that somebody says, yes, I got, I, I got this covered. I got this covered. I got this covered, but I'm not good at that. And then instead of saying like, well, you know, I got these other nine things pretty much under control. Um, it's just this one thing. I neither like it uh, nor enjoy it, nor do I feel it's really necessary for me to do this. Other people that are better at that, um, instead of saying like, why terrorize myself with that? We go like, well, I must go and learn this thing that I really hate because that's what's expected. And then I'm going to hate my life. And I am maybe gradually seeing some improvement. And then that becomes the thing. I think it's, it's ludicrous, literally. I mean, I, that's why the strategy I teach in the unapologetic value proposition, and I kid you not, is I want you to put your head back and literally do this. <laughs> oh God, thank you so much for pointing that out. Yeah, that's why, this is why I'm really good at can we just agree that I'll just go back to that and and do that? And let's find somebody on the team who loves it, is good at it, and gets it done faster and better than I can. Thank you so much for helping on this. Oh, I I mean, like, this is something you can use, y'all, in, like, your own personal life. Like, when you're at, you're at your home and there's people coming over and they criticize your cooking and you already, like, don't love cooking, you're like, I know, that's why I brought you over, because you're so good at it. <laughs> You know, like you can just go, that's why you're here. Here's all the, here's all the things. Let me know what you need. <laughs> you know, instead of like going, oh my God, I need to get better at this. Like we can use it in all aspects of our life so that we can also celebrate what we are good at. Cause if you're so focused, like all I keep thinking as you're talking is like how bad I was in math in school. And I literally changed my degree. So I didn't have to take the, the statistics class. Cause I was like, there is no way. I'm going to pass this class <laughs> and I'm not going to be able to graduate. So I'm just going to change degrees so I can take the general math class, <laughs> which, you know, like I just, and it's like so like crazy now that I think about it. Like I literally changed all the degrees and the goals I had in life just so I could avoid this one math class. Cause I was like, I'm not good at it and I have to be good at it to get this degree. So what a interesting way we can all reframe celebrate what we're really good at, and then allow others to step into their power at the same time. It's like such a win-win for everybody. And I like the way you said that. And I use that word a lot. It's called the reframing. And I take this one step further. And this is um, what uh, another podcast host, you know, when I told him this, he's, he called it, that's the checkmate move. Mm. So I'm going to give you one more way to use this. So 
when you are in a situation where somebody, possibly a man on a team, is doing the regular thing on where they try to take you out by saying something like, oh my God, you're so emotional. And is there not one woman on this planet who has not heard this absolutely moronic, stupid sentence? Well, that's a pretty emotional response you have. Why are you always so emotional? You're going to do the exact same thing. You're going to put your head back. You're going to burst out in laughing at is, as if it is the funniest thing you have ever heard in your entire life, like almost like you pee your pants funny. And then you say, oh, my God, John, good one. What I was saying, let's get back to the presentation I was in right now. And you just wipe it off the table. You give it no energy because what women fall for, a lot of these things are designed to make you feel stupid because you take the bait. If you don't take the bait, if you literally just laugh and ignore it and you just look at them, oh my God, John, you're, you're an idiot. I mean, how can you even say something in the year 2023? It's like, wow, wow, like, wow, John, right? But uh, uh, nice diversion attempt, but here's what we're really talking about right now, mm. right? And then there is no coming back from something like this. So this is really a strategy I teach in my unapologetic value proposition for that reason. I see women, you know, not just women, you know, obviously, you know, this happens to everybody that it shows a perceived weakness or gives an opening to somebody who is a who is a bully or finds it compelling to take other people down. So it happens all the time. But you got to put a poker face on and you're just going to laugh and you're just going to shake your head and you said, seriously, dude, and you just move on. That is mm. So I love this. And if you're listening, I hope you wrote it down and you're also going to make time to practice it because I think the more you kind of like just practice it in, in easy ways, practice it in front of a mirror, like picture yourself in that meeting with that person who know who's going to say these things and just get yourself ready for it so that it feels like an old muscle. Um, I love it. You're correct. That other podcaster, it's a checkmate move. It's also just like what a great way to like make everyone else in the room who already feels uncomfortable because John said that and they're looking at you at your response because they, they're trying to figure out how to respond. They might have that like laughter that's uncomfortable or whatever. And then they see you just like own it and slay back without actually having to make it a big deal in any other way. It just becomes a big deal for them. What a cool way to show your strength and power in your own space. And people are gonna be like, oh, I want to be on that person's team because they, they don't fall for this crap. <laughs> And that's the key. It's a technique that they're using. You take the bait, it's on you. Mm -hmm. If you don't take the bait, it's on them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. So, Beate, you have had like a, an incredible career. You you are doing this um, growth architecture now. Before that, though, like what like what led you into this? Like what was the bridge from like photographer L rocking all this scene? Like, wow, systems are easier for me than others. What, what was the next stage in this? Because I feel like you've had some incredible, an incredible journey that allowed you to be in this place to, to teach us all this stuff. Yeah. So my, my journey is very much like the journey of, of many women that I know. I mean, I just felt I didn't fit in and I, it was very hard for me because I wasn't the smartest in the room. I wasn't the most sophisticated and I, I just felt that none of this, that none of this like 
um, standard stuff apply, right? I always felt like I was out of place and I was always drawn to creativity. And so I became a photographer, immigrated to the United States. And then I had what I call um, a, you know, 13 year period of time of just absolute brutal adversity. You know, I, I got pregnant. I married a man who was an alcoholic and a pathological liar. Um, and then I'm going through a divorce while there's a recession, I get laid off. I have to figure out how to run my own business. And, um, I'm, you know, I'm an immigrant, I'm a single mom now, and I have to figure out how do I get my business together after I've never run a business before? Mm -hmm. How do I feed my child? How do I survive in a city like Los Angeles, which is, which is a tough place to be, to begin with. And so I went through fires, floods, riots, earthquakes, uh, a lawsuit, a tsunami, September 11th. I had major life events wipe out pieces of my business. September 11th wiped out my production business. In one day, I lost a half a million dollars. And the hits just kept coming and coming and coming until at the very crowning end, my, my father dies. And while I'm at the funeral, my office in Los Angeles calls me and says, "My, we've been served a notice here in Los Angeles. So now I lost the house. I didn't own the house, but you know, I got the 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 the, the notice, and I have to figure out with one hundred thirty five thousand dollars in debt, mm. how in the world am I going to a pay for this funeral, uh, figure out where am I going to move my office to." on money I don't have, with business I don't have, mm -hmm. with this huge mountain of debt. And that is when things started to turn in my favor. Ooh. I mean, first of all, like, I feel like some of the things you mentioned, while I've not, did not lose half a million dollars uh, in one day, but like, I feel like people can take themselves back going, oh yeah, like I've been hit too. Like they can understand, like, that was a, especially if you were running your own business, that's a and you're a small business owner, it's hard to recover from one of those things, let alone all of those things. So what was the turning point? So the turning point was, and I think this is a really good message to, to make sure that everybody who's on this podcast is hearing is you still got to do the work. Mm -hmm. So I did write the business plan and I did, um, I did put it out there. My former mother-in-law would keep telling me to write a letter to the president of the United States. And she kept on saying, he's your president. Why don't you write a letter to the president of the United States? Uh, if anybody can help you, it's got to be the president of the United States. You don't get any higher up than that. I mean, he rules the whole country. And she just would not be quiet about it. I swear. I mean, there comes a point where it's like, I'm going to write the damn letter just so you can. Yeah. Yeah. Just so I can just say I did it. And like, you know, we're all thinking like, yeah, the president's going to really respond. <laughs> right. But then when I come back from Germany, I get a letter from the White House. <gasps> Stop it. <laughs> and it says the president sends you his best wishes. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. That's even better than, than what I would imagine I could have written. Like, I love it. It's like, good luck. <laughs> And, and you go and you go like, okay, uh, clearly the president never saw this letter. I mean, yeah. let's not, let's not be deluded about that. But what it did do is that, that the intern that was working at the white house in the mailroom, opening these thousands of desperate letters from desperate people like me, 
you know, wrote me back saying the president is delighted to hear from you uh, and sends you his best wishes. Uh, here is the info to the Small Business Administration in Los Angeles. And then they send a letter to the SBA. And the cool. SBA, SBA, the Small Business Administration, is a government institution that helps small business owners, specifically with funding and education to run their businesses. And so that put me in the seat next to Lorenzo Flores, the deputy chief director. So not some lower level, but the second in command at the SBA. And so I walked in with my business plan I had written and my portfolio. And I sat down and I said, I'm, I'm in trouble. And they helped me uh, restructure my business plan. And then they found me a bank that took my $135,000 in debt and restructured that into a 10-year fixed loan. And that freed up my line of credit. That brought me to break even. That was three months, Leslie. This is how close it is sometimes. Between bankruptcy and break even, it was three months. Wow. And then I became, 18 months later, the world leader in my category. And then a Bill Gates company comes and says, how do you do that? And I said, I'm not going to tell you because if you want it, you're going to have to buy it. And they say, how much do you want? I said, I want a couple of million. They said, fine. And so that's how I ended up selling my business to Bill Gates. This for is, millions. This is insane. There's so much. What I love here is, I mean, like crazy ex-mother-in-law, brilliant in some ways. <laughs> I, it's always like, what? I'm okay. I guess I'm going to write that line. But like that happened for you and like got you with this really great meeting. But so many people would have quit at that. I'm in debt. It's over. I'm not good enough for this. And they would just quit. And instead you're like, I'm just going to, I'm going to try this next thing. I'm going to try this next thing. And that perseverance and that consistency, and then you owning your worth, like people always ask, how do you do this? And it's like, you have to pay for it. Like, and people hate that, but it's like coaching, right? Like if you want to be coached by myself, or I'm sure with what you do, it's like, you want to know how we do it. You have to pay for it. One, why? A, cause I worked my ass off to know all this stuff and I want to share with you. B, there is something that is more valued when it is paid attention to in the, in, in, a, in some sort of currency. So I think that's really cool. In three months from that debt to break even, and also by restructuring that loan, it probably freed up your brain to think about the possibilities rather than like the current circumstances. Yes. And what, what really factors into it? So, so you alluded to like one of the important questions here is like, why not give up? At that point, you would say, okay, I mean, $135,000, the woman's been through enough. Nobody would have even blinked the eye and said, yeah, no, sorry, this, you had to go through all of that. That's just too much for anybody to carry. But I had a mantra and my mantra was literally, I couldn't fathom that at, after all of this, the joke was going to be on me. Like I, I could it just, I, I like literally, I couldn't formulate that thought that just made no sense. There was no logic behind that. And the second thing was, is I will not drown in a puddle. Mm. Is this big enough to fail? That is, oh, I, that is, I will not drown in a puddle. I mean, it makes me like, y'all, if you're listening, like, as you're listening, it's like, think of the times that you've kind of even let a puddle start to take you down. You know, we, we sometimes like, it's like, makes me think like, don't sweat the small stuff. Do you know what I, Like, that's like, because it's like, we, we trying to make 
things that are, they seem really big, but if you can get a step back and you can like look at the whole picture, it's like, actually it's like this big, it's this big and all of that. That is incredibly, um, an incredible strength that you were able to do that. And also that you already had that mantra going into it, I think, um, really helped you and, um, and like benefits us for listening to this. Yes. And, you know, I know that people that are listening to your show, by the way, if you are listening, make sure that you go and subscribe to the podcast, wherever you get it and leave Leslie a five star review and even a comment that because that helps with the ranking that helps to reach more people and take like one thing that you've learned in this or any other episode and share that and maybe share that podcast with one other person. Having said that, you know, it is really critical that you recognize that when you go out there and you have hardship and you are overcoming and you're trying to be, you know, getting from overwhelmed to awesome, you know, that's what I wrote my book about happy woman, happy world is that you give yourself a time limit on when you are allowed to drown yourself in sorrow. But I was very diligent. I worried about money twice a month when I had to pay bills. And then I literally shut it down mm -hmm. because I could not be a mom, a single parent, raise my kid, uh, try to you know get business with that in my head all the time. Yeah. So the drowning in a puddle is also the back bone, not the wishbone, the backbone that you must build to say, obviously, there's something larger at work. And, and you will relate to this. I always believe that people that I work with have been activated. Mm -hmm. Only somebody who's been activated even knows what that means. And the activation isn't presented to you on a velvet cushion. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> No, no. I feel like, I feel like you get activated because you went through the hardship and you kept going, you know, you kept going and you can realize and go, wow, look what I was able to do, you know? Um, oh, brilliant. <laughs> yeah. So if you, if you are going through hardship, congratulations, because that means you've been activated mm -hmm. and that means that you are now creating the story that you're here to tell mm -hmm. and the experience you're here to share and the overcoming you might be teaching. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I called up, uh, like a business mentor of mine over the holiday and I was telling him what I was going through and his response was, and I was like distraught. Right. And his response was, congratulations, you've made it. And I was like, I started laughing. I was like, that's, that's what help you're going to get me. That's not what I was looking for. I was looking for the answer. And he's like, he gave me a couple questions and I was like, I, and of course when we hung up, I was like, that's exactly what I needed. But it's so, it's so funny in the moment when you're just like, you're like feeling it and you're like, I just want someone to say it's going to be okay. And they're like, they just laugh a little bit at you. Cause it's like, welcome to the party of working for yourself. And you get to go through this so that you can actually come out the other side with this experience of how you're going to handle these kinds of situations and have this muscle. And I think we all want the hardships to not be there. And if you're a parent, you definitely don't want your kids to have any hardship. And the problem with that is you don't get activated. You don't get these muscles and you don't get this confidence. You can go through these things. If you had not gone through what you're going through, I can't imagine you would have had this muscle to look at someone coming from a Bill Gates company and saying, you can have it if you pay for it. Like, you know what I mean? Like that confidence and that response comes from someone who like worked 
through all the stuff and like realizes how what what they're sitting on. Yes, you're absolutely correct. And if I were to tell you that I, you know, that at the time that it would take 13 years of brutal hardship to then become a multimillionaire, and I would, you know, let's say we ask your audience and say, do you think 13 years of hardship is is okay to not ever having to worry about for the rest of your life about money? Do you think that would be okay? And then everybody would say, yeah, man, I'm going to... I'll, I'll take that. I'll, I'll do 13 years. If I, if that means that I never have to worry about money again, of course I will. But when you're in it, you don't know it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, um, that makes me think, I love that. That makes me think of like, you know, um, Michelle Obama mentioned like, cause they've been married for like so many decades. And she said, yeah, we had like nine hard years and there's somebody like nailed on that. And she's like, if you could be promised that you'll have 30 plus years of marriage and nine of them will be a little bit hard. Like, wouldn't you take, wouldn't you take that bet? Like, you know what I mean? I think we tend to just focus only on this. Like, this is where we're at right now, as opposed to like really going in the big picture. If I could know that I'm going to like not have to worry about that ever again, have everything I want. Would I definitely take the bet of 13 hardship years? Heck yeah. Because your lifetime is so much longer, <laughs> so much longer. Oh my gosh, Beate, I feel like we could continue talking because you're such an inspiration and you have so many great points. Y'all are going to save this episode for sure and re-listen because I know I can't wait to re-listen to all of these things and write them down. We're going to take a brief break and then we'll find out where people can find you, follow you, work with you, read your book. All right, loves, it's super important to me that supplements I take are of the highest quality and that's why for three years I've been drinking AG1. Unlike many supplement brands, AG1 is constantly searching for how to do things better. At 52 iterations of their formula and counting, their team is always trying to find better ways to source, test, and aim to find the best quality ingredients available. I love this so much, guys, because so many people think I have to get it right the first time, and they have done 52 different iterations. I freaking love that. So many people have asked me if AG1 is actually the real deal. I really do drink it, and trust me, there's a reason why I've been drinking it for so long. Quality for AG1 isn't just a buzzword. It's a commitment backed by expert-led scientific research, high-quality ingredients, industry-leading manufacturing, and rigorous testing. At each step of the process, AG1 goes above and beyond industry standards. I know I can trust what's in every scoop of AG1 because it's tested for 950 contaminants and banned substances while the industry standard typically only tests for 10. Holy moly. I know that like I'm a recovering overachiever over here, but I'm super glad AG1 isn't. Okay, so taking care of my health shouldn't be complicated and AG1 simplifies this by replacing multiple health supplements like multivitamins, digestive aids, immune support, and more in just one simple scoop. It's literally just one scoop. It's one scoop in one bottle of water. It's amazing. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality, and I love that every scoop also includes prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support. Y'all know I've had gut stuff, so that's why I've been doing it for so long. I've partnered with AG1 for so long because they make such a high quality product that I genuinely look forward to drinking every day. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash be it. That's drinkag1.com slash B-E-I-T. Check it out. All right, Beate, where do you like to hang out? Where can people get to have, like, hear more of your amazing words? Yeah. So, I mean, if you're undergoing, you know, some of the stuff we talked about, get the book, Happy Woman, Happy World. You'll find it on Amazon. 
available as an audiobook, as an ebook, and as an actual printed book. Uh, reach out to me. I'm all over social media, either as the growth architect or Beata Chalet. I like to hear from the audience. I like to hear what you're taking away because that is our lifeblood. That's our thanks. That's how we keep going. If you heard something and you said, you know, I need to speak to this woman, I need a strategy uh, from her, just reach out, go to my website, beatachalette.com, fill out the uncovery session, uh, or just uh, contact me and I'll be happy to see how I can help you. Mm, I love that. All right. So before I let you go, you've already given us so many like gems that we need to keep with us, but any bold, executable, intrinsic targeted action steps people can use to be it till they see it. Yes. You are from here on now prohibited to take failure personal. I want you to look at failure as a, as a nice gentleman in a construction outfit with a neon, neon stripe on it that stands there with a stop sign says the road that you want to take is a cul-de-sac and you're not going to be able to get through. So you are not going out of the car. You're not throwing yourself on the ground. You're not throwing a temper tantrum that somebody's not going to let you get where you want to go. You're just going to go and thank him. You turn around and you find another way. That's how you will be looking from at failure from here on out. Oh, oh my gosh. That's so good. I'm like, I like, can't wait for Brad to listen to this, but he'll listen and we'll do a recap episode. We'll talk about it because like now I can just say, oh goodness, the construction man's here. We're in a cul-de-sac. Let's turn around. Like we can, you know what I mean? Like when you have that lingo, it y'all, I promise you, if you haven't started having lingo like that, when you have lingo like that, it really does help you snap out of these like, woe is me moments that we... <laughs> That we all tend to want to have, but they don't get us anywhere. They're not going to get you through the cul-de-sac. <laughs> no, it's like, what? what's the language going to do? I'm such an idiot. I can't believe I took this road. Now it's a cul-de-sac. I'll never get out of here. I'll never find another way. I'll never drive my car again. I'll never leave my house again because I'm such a failure that I found this cul-de-sac. doesn't even make any sense. Yeah, no, it really doesn't. It really doesn't. And it's so good to hear it when you're not in it because you can like, you can actually hear how like silly that sounds. <laughs> and so then when you go through it, you're like, I'm being a little ridiculous right now. Thank you, Mr. Construction person with your neon sign. <laughs> I appreciate, <laughs> appreciate the waving of the flags. Turn around. <laughs> oh my gosh, Beate, thank you so much for all your awesomeness and what you're doing in this world for people. It's so wonderful. Y'all, how are you going to use these tips in your life? Tag Beate, tag the Beat Pod. We want to know. Share this with a friend and especially share it with your lady friends because if we can all start laughing, especially at people who are trying to tear us down and like brush it off so we put it back on them, the world is going to be a much better place. So Beate, thank you for that. And until next time, everyone, be it till you see it. of the Be It Till You See It podcast. One thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review and follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, make sure to introduce yourself over at the Be It Pod on Instagram. I would love to know more about you. Share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it. Help us and others be it till you see it. Have an awesome day. The Atelier Seat is a production of Bloom Podcast Network. It's written, produced, 
filmed and recorded by your host, Leslie Logan, and me, Brad Crowell. Our associate producer is Amanda Fratarelli. Kevin Perez at Desenio handles all of our audio editing. Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music, and our branding by designer and artist Gianfranco Cioffi. Special thanks to our designer, Mesh Herico, for creating all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast. And our digital producer, Jay Pedroso, for editing all the video each week so you can't. And to Angelina Herico for transcribing each episode so you can find it on our website. And finally, to Meredith Kroll for keeping us all on point and on time. Yeah, fine. I'm ready. All right, great. Let me make sure I'm on do not disturb. Yeah, somebody did not get that memo. (laughs) My dog is going to probably bark while my husband is sleeping, so that's okay. (laughs) All right, my coffee lovers, I got something for you. And I know most of you are coffee lovers because if you're listening to this, you have lots of things you're doing and coffee is something that you are taking with you everywhere you go. In fact, I know the Plaza instructors around here are taking coffee, kombucha, tea, and water into every class that they take. So this one is amazing because this is Pure Cafe Bold. They have two options for you. They've got black coffee and then they've got a caramel coffee latte, which is amazing. And here's why it's amazing. It's pre-brewed. So it comes in this amazing little packet and you can actually just take the packet into your office, your work on a plane like we've been doing. And then you pour hot water in and boom, you've got coffee. And this coffee actually has some amazing stuff. It's not just regular coffee. This coffee supports your immune system. It boosts cognitive function, increases stamina, it reduces stress, and it has cordyceps. And what are cordyceps, you ask? Oh, that's right, Brad's here. Nature's powerful secret energizer, a rare species of fungi, cordyceps is renowned for its invigorating properties and centuries-old use in traditional medicine packed with essential nutrients. This natural adaptogen boosts stamina and supports overall well-being. And seriously, it's actually super simple to make. Leslie and I have taken it camping. Yeah. I'll use it in the afternoon. We're taking it everywhere because I'm tired of conferences and different hotels having burnt coffee. It's a thousand times better than the terrible coffee that you get on an airplane. And the black coffee is like less than a dollar a packet. So it's like, it's really kind of amazing. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a big fan of the caramel myself. He the does caramel like has it. a little bit of, uh, of milk in it. So. It has some dairy. So my dairy free peeps, you, you can't do the caramel, but you can do the black, right? Yeah. The black coffee is vegan, keto, gluten-free, non-GMO, nut-free, dairy-free, fat-free, and CGMP compliant. All right. So here's the deal. You need to go to beitpod.com slash coffee, B-E-I-T-P-O-D.com slash coffee. And when you do that, you are going to be able to get some amazing coffee that we're loving. You can buy it as a one-time purchase, or you can actually get it as a subscription. There's even family packs. So if you know that you've got a lot of coffee drinkers in your household, this is amazing. And it's honestly cheaper than all the coffees we've been making at home. So we are so excited. I hope you are. Go to beatpod.com slash coffee. And, you know, cheers to you and I. Every morning, we'll be drinking the same coffee together. Woo!